This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me as usual are Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. All right. Today we're talking about a little showdown in Tokyo. What is it? <laughs> showdown in Little Tokyo. Right. Little showdown of horrors. Not, not to be confused with uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Little Trouble showdown, in Big China. Big showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah, showdown in Little Tokyo. Little Penis in Big Vagina. Mm-hmm. Okay. Scott, take it away. So, uh, this for, for starters, I just want to say, uh, if anybody hasn't seen this movie, just go ahead and stop listening now. Uh, yeah, you don't want to spoil this. Yeah, part. you don't. You don't want to spoil this. This is this is too good. Uh, uh, signing off. Yeah. See you later, Jeff. <laughs> uh, now Has you got seen th- any movies, really? Now that we've got that out of the way. Uh, <laughs> so, where to begin? So this is a this this movie came out in '91, mm-hmm. uh, but it is still clearly an '80s movie. Uh, oh yeah! It has all the telltale signs the <laughs> the the racism, the cops playing by their own rules, mm-hmm. the uh, kung fu. Yeah, the the shitty action. Uh, shitty. You know, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Let's not say something somebody's gonna regret. Okay. Yeah. So. Dolph, Dolph's character. Dolph who? Lundgren. Oh. Is there any other Dolph? Come on now, Alex. There's a lot of Dolphs. There are not. There's the guy from The Simpsons, and there's Dolph Lundgren. That's about it. <laughs> Don't forget Adolf Hitler. <laughs> that doesn't count. So. Totally different killing machine. Um, so funny that you should mention Hitler, because as an '80s movie, one of the staples is that the worst thing a villain can do or be. Is a drug dealer. That's true. <laughs> say, say no worse, drugs, worse than a communist Nazi uh, Hitler clone. Mm-hmm. Just slightly, just slightly worse than that is a drug dealer in an eighties movie. Uh, that was Bush Senior, right? That said, uh, "Don't take drugs on all the video games and stuff." It could have been. Winners that, don't do drugs. That used to be a thing. What was Narcs? <laughs> 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 or Narc? What was? What the hell was that? That was that video game, yeah. Yeah, an arcade game, classic yeah. side-scrolling shooter. It actually, had really nothing to do with what a narc actually does. But anyways, uh, so Dolph Lundgren, he he experiences tragedy early on in his childhood. His parents are killed by ninjas or some shit like that. I <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on, but he's raised by by the Japanese and so embraces the culture. He's like the the great white samurai. There's a lot of Japanese families that are raising white kids. Apparently. In, in 80s and early yeah, 90s. Yeah, that, that seems to be another running theme of 80s movies. Uh, and this is also before The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Uh, or, I, I don't know if uh, Michael Dudikoff was raised by ninjas, or if he just became one. I forget how that worked. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Man, you know how long I've been fighting ninjas? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> in the ghetto, it's just ninjas from... It, it, yeah. If it's not if it's not the bullets, it's the ninjas. That'll get you. Uh, so, Dolph, Dolph grows up uh, to be a cop in Los Angeles, but he's got the soul of a karate ninja samurai. Like Ghost Dog. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're never quite sure what they exactly what they're going for with him. Um, he starts off... He, he's trying to take down the I don't I can't remember if they actually say Yakuza I, they, they probably do like somebody knew enough to use Yakuza but uh, he, he's out to, to fight the Yakuza and he comes across uh, Brandon Lee son R.I.P. Uh, Brandon Lee son of Bruce Lee who's mm-hmm. also an L.A. cop and I want to jump in right here about the and talk about the trailer for the movie uh, it's pretty hilarious they at one point the the trailer says they're LA cops and they're both hungry 
for takeout. And then it <laughs> and then it shows Dolph Lundgren throwing a guy out the window. But as, as I'm watching that, I'm like, this makes no fucking sense. <laughs> like, I, I was unaware that Japanese uh, food and culture had anything to do with takeout. They're just going for the cheap, like, oh, they're Japanese, it's close to being Chinese food, right? Yeah. At least the main bad guy is play, played by a Japanese guy. Brandon Lee, who's supposed to be half Japanese, is clearly not. He is not. Yeah. Um, and he's Tia... not? That was a question. Yeah, he's not. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> uh, and then Tia Carrera also plays a Japanese woman. So they're about one for four. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. They're two for five because the lead henchman is Sato from Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Never lower your eyes to that guy. Yeah, that's just a bad idea. Uh, so typ- typical 80s, they, they go on a rampagement and uh, Dolph, through the, the power of his guns and ninja karate acumen, uh, eventually get on top of the bad guys. Uh, they sure do. Yes. Along the way, there are some uh, some notable scenes. Um, as I mentioned, the the good old fashioned racism. At one point, Dolph goes on a tangent about how it's awesome that the Japanese make Walkmen and things like that before they before they get into a knife fight in a Japanese bathhouse. <laughs> that scene is awesome. Yeah, everybody's tattooed up, and there's a giant sumo guy because, of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't there be? Yeah. And uh, I will say this. He is the sneakiest guy out of all of them yeah. in that bathhouse. That's hilarious. They show him swimming underwater for like 10 minutes. <laughs> then he pops up like Jaws. Well, he's just so big because he's got big lungs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, this this won't be a, a super long uh, description of the movie. It's not a really it, super long movie. Yeah, it's really not. So Brandon Lee and Dolph, at first, they're, they're kind of at odds, but because uh, Dolph doesn't need a partner. He works alone. And then they they kind of turn into a buddy cop thing. And then Dolph has to save Tia Carrera, which leads to one of the most hilariously awkward sex scenes in the history of cinema. Yeah. Uh, not before there's some stunt tits, though. Well, of course. <laughs> they do have a hot hot tub scene, and there's some, some clearly some stunt boobs. Uh, and then a callback to earlier in the movie where Dolph Lundgren hands Tia Carrera a gun and says, shoot anything that, that you see moving. And she says, well, what if it's you? And he says, you won't see me coming. You won't they, see me coming. Yeah, they bone. And then Tia Carrera starts laughing and he says, what? She says, that time I heard you coming. Whoa! Ladies and gentlemen, you can't write that. You cannot. You cannot write that. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. And that's only the second best line in the movie. <laughs> uh, here's Jeff. Are you still there? Yep. All right. Here's the part. Since Jeff's not online. Huh? Here's, here's the part where you really want to earmuff. Uh, <laughs> so perhaps one of the top ten most famous or infamous lines in all of cinema is when they're, they're about to have the final showdown and Brandon Lee... In Little Tokyo? In, in Little Tokyo. Oh. Brand, because they're at uh, Dolph Lundgren's house, who's apparently a millionaire, because he has a super sweet Japanese-style home in the middle of nowhere in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ninjas and dudes come, and he fights them off with size and throwing stars. In his... Bo- in his uh, not boxers, but... Uh, Briefs. Yeah, whatever there. And <laughs> right right before they, they go out to fight these guys, Brandon Lee turns to Dolph Lundgren and says, I just want you to know, you have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. And Dolph just smiles and nods. It's so weird. And, and I appreciate that they both played it straight. And by straight, I mean serious, because... It is the least straight thing that's ever happened in a movie. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Top Gun wishes <laughs> it had a line like that in the oh, movie. Jeez, yeah. Uh, and a little bit of trivia: the the original line was supposed to be, "You have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a white man," 
to which the producers nix that. They're fine with all the rampant racism against the Japanese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't make fun of... I guess I guess the takeaway there would have been white dudes had tiny penises? I'm not sure. Uh, but anyways, yeah, they changed the line. I, I'm not sure, actually, which one is more awkward. Well, now it means it sounds like he's seen a bigger dick on a girl. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. They, there is no love interest for for uh, Brandon Lee in this movie, other than Dolph, I guess. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's very possible. I've never seen a bigger dick on a, on a man, but on a girl, or maybe an elephant, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> on a human, you've got the biggest penis I've seen. <laughs> so, uh, the the roast of Pam Anderson, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Ross, <laughs> had a great line about about her when he said I wouldn't fuck you with B. Arthur's dick <laughs> funny <laughs> uh, brutal but funny yeah Jeebus H. and then he went on to say that how is it possible that Kurt Cobain looks better than Courtney Love <laughs> I remember oh, that's true yeesh mm-hmm. uh, anyways <laughs> anywho so, uh, let's just delve in. Let's just say this: this is, without a doubt, the beefiest movie I think I've personally ever seen. And I've seen all of Arnold Schwarzenegger's movies. This movie has more beef than uh, a Texas butcher. There are a lot of close-ups to a well, <laughs> well-oiled Dolph. Not only <laughs> that, down. But- the beginning credits, it's just a muscled dude with a bunch of Yakuza tattoos on him, and he's just posing and turning slowly and stuff. It's all beef. Everybody's shirtless at one point in this movie. I'm not complaining. <laughs> Worse than Predator? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Well, they're in the jungle. It was hot in the jungle. That's why they were. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Everybody's shooting guns. I gotta take off my shirt. I, I'll actually get to that. <laughs> uh, but uh, th- this does feature the the classic 80s feat of strength, which I believe mm-hmm. we talked about before. Uh, Dolph is in a, in a firefight in front of somebody's Japanese mansion, another Japanese mansion, mm-hmm. the other Japanese mansion in Los Angeles. They rented out Mr. Miyagi's place. Yeah. And he flips up a car on its side just just by himself. And it, you know, becomes an impenetrable shield against bullets. And this is an 80s car. This is yeah. when they were, like, yeah. fucking huge. And then it explodes for no reason. Which is another theme in this movie, and 80s movies in general. <laughs> but yeah, the car just starts, just blows up for, for I, I guess, bullets to gas tanks will blow up a car, is the idea. Uh, yeah. But... <laughs> they shoot out the headlights and the car explodes. Yeah, that's a weird place to put a gas tank. <laughs> <laughs> like high explosives. Yeah, man. Once I'd like to see uh, in a movie when they when they do that, and this is for Brian when they do that trope where they <laughs> they do the trail of gasoline or powder, whatever it is, and they flick the match or the cigarette or the lighter on top of it. For once, I'd actually like to see it play out like it would in real life. Yeah, where it would just go out. Because <laughs> you can't. It's really hard to light something that way. Mm-hmm. Like if it was it's like got to be a pool of gasoline. Yeah, if it was like a pool, yeah, it'd be fine. If it's just like a little trail, it's not. The chances of it actually catching like that are not not good. Uh, so that, I think that would be a funny thing. Mm-hmm. So they they get to the uh, eponymous showdown in Little Tokyo. Mm-hmm. They start fighting in some factory in the middle of Los Angeles. I'm not sure what the hell that was all about. Well, there's a lot of factories down yeah. there. So so, so Brandon Lee and Dolph split up because they've got to rescue Tia Carrera at this point. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Lee has a showdown with Sato from Ninja Turtles in a poorly choreographed <laughs> fight where he does the jump kick that Van Damme does, by the way. So who what, knows? The, the, split, the split jump kick? Not the split jump kick, but oh. just the, the jumping roundhouse. Oh, okay. Whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Who, I... who knows how how far Brandon Lee's star would have risen had he not uh, tragically died. Oh, my say. gosh. Honestly. Oh, the honestly, crow was awesome. Eh, crow's overrated. 
I like the crow. It's, I, awesome. it's, it's Plus, okay. it's got Sully from Commando. The you can't, cr- can't beat it. Uh, it's got... <laughs> it's got like a Wincott is a good villain, but it's overrated. Uh, You're overrated. It's okay. Yeah, no, I think you... It, I, I honestly think Brandon Lee would be in the Expendables movies at this point in his career as a second-tier <laughs> character along with... Uh, with Dolph. I don't, I don't know. Think. I think, well, maybe. Bruce Lee like, would be in these movies. Mm, I think Bruce Lee was, like, so. already a legend. He would he would have been an Oscar winner by now. Well, I'm just saying, if, like, Chuck Norris is in these movies, Bruce Lee would be in these movies. Nah. He got beaten by Bruce Lee. That's, that's a, why he's in those movies. That's a good question. Would he actually just retired, or would he still be, like... How old would Bruce Lee be right now? I don't even know. Chivas in his 90s. Yeah. But, it, but in Hong Kong movie star years, <laughs> that's like, you still keep going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. He, he probably would have been in Kill Bill. Probably. Mm. Nah, he would have turned all freakish and had a sex change or something. Bruce Lee? Yeah. Nah, he'd be buffer than ever. <laughs> I'm just saying, all these legends who die early, we never they never do anything wrong, but if they live long enough... Yeah. He wouldn't yeah, he wouldn't have died by autoerotic asphyxiation or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. R.I.P. Macho Man. I don't think Macho Man died of autoerotic asphyxiation. No. <laughs> he sure did. I think his heart just stopped, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> oh yeah. So we get to the, the showdown betwixt Brandon Lee and Sato, mm. and he, Brandon Lee, was, uh, Shang Tsung, by the way, from Mortal Kombat. Hmm. The yeah, the main oh, no, bad guy. Sorry. No, yeah, the, the main bad guy is the great uh, Kerry Tagawa. Yeah, we still haven't uh, mentioned that. From, so there it is. Who, who's also Shang Tsung? I'll, I'll get to him in a second. But mm-hmm. uh, he, he's probably one of the better parts of the movie. Yeah. He's just chewing on scenery. It's awesome. He's got the, the deep voice. Uh, kind of sinister look. But it's Brandley wins. He knocks him to a vat of something. Like, I guess they're making hydrochloric acid or something the way he falls into this vat and just starts screaming. And throughout this whole fight, Brandley's like, you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> you have the right to, like, blah, blah, blah. Kicks him into the thing, and then for no fucking reason whatsoever, and this goes back to the thing about lighting the thing on fire, he pulls out a lighter, he doesn't even smoke, he pulls out a lighter, and says, you have the right to remain dead. And he throws the lighter, like, 30 feet into this vat, and it blows up, not only the vat, but the whole fucking factory. Like, he's lucky that he's still alive, that Dolph is still alive, because he's running around the factory, too. I think but he didn't blow up a whole city block. It's a whole city block. Also, he's supposed to be a cop. Like, he had no, there was, like, no motivation for him to murder the guy, which is what he did. It's probably because uh, that was happening the same time Batman was on the other side of the factory at Axis Chemicals. Oh. So it wasn't the lighter that killed him. It was well, just all Batman's Well, no, no. Well, they're in Los Angeles, not Gotham. Same diff. It was on the border. Okay. <laughs> the chemical factory was right on the border. That's true. And then yeah, and then Las Vegas and, <laughs> and Tennessee, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The I this just boggles my mind that they would throw that scene of, of him in there. Like, I get it; they're out for justice. But at that point, the guy's in the vat. He's out cold. He's not going anywhere. There's literally no reason for Brandon Lee to just other than to be able to spit out that line that horrible horrible line to fucking light a guy on fire <laughs> turn into Japanese Joker I guess it, it's just oh it, it's magical it truly is and it's not even the best part that's coming up <laughs> so so Dolph is running to the factory he's got like a fucking M Night Shyamalan an M Carbine, yeah, from Counter-Strike. He's run all over the place with the infinite clip. And just shooting guys left, right, and center. Of course. Spoilers, they rescued Tia Carrera at the last second. What? Yeah. 
Spoilers. Uh, yeah. They run outside, chases down. Carries- Give her a movie deal, a music deal. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Big in yeah, his limo. Introduce her to Christopher Walken. I just saw your act, and I must say, it's not what we're looking for. <laughs> Wayne! I'm pregnant. That's why I've been so moody. Hi, <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> so Dolph chases down the, the villain through the whole movie, the, the mm-hmm. great Terry, uh, uh, Terry Tagawa, um, who's been in a million things. Yeah. Uh, of course, Shang Tsung. Uh, Revenge. The old, old Timothy, he was a secret agent in one of the Bond movies. Uh, he's in Planet of the Apes. Uh, all kinds of good stuff. So. Hachi? Hachi. That's the Richard Gere dog movie. Oh, I have not seen that. He's in uh, Rising Sun. Which, oh, is yeah. ne- which is another movie about L.A. cops versus uh, Japanese shenanigans. <laughs> British slash L.A. cops. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of want to do that movie one of these days, but uh, it, we need to get Matt to watch it because it's got Sean Connery doing a... Well, speaking Japanese. That's, oh, yeah. that's pretty much all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, arigato gozaimashu. Speaking of movies where technology show, doesn't hold show. up, holy crap! Oh yeah, well, that movie's kind of that's like a big plot point. That movie. Yeah, Sh- show deshne. <laughs> that's that's my Connery speaking Japanese. Everybody, it's uh, nice. Yeah, so chases down Kerry Tagawa, the, the leader of the, the Yakuza group, and into the middle of a street. Of course, they're having some fucking parade because <laughs> you can't have. You can't go through have a movie in Chinatown or Little Tokyo. <laughs> we already celebrated New Year's, yes, but what yes. about second New Year's? Yeah, without without having some fucking parade <laughs> and celebrating celebrated by whatever you know version of the Asian community, and there, Chase he's got he's got the giant automatic rifle, and nobody seems to care until Takao turns around and shoots him in the shoulder. He he drops the gun and then he's about to get away when <laughs> he talks him into staying. This criminal mastermind, Dolph Lundgren, talks him into staying by saying, "You don't have the honor to fight like a man." And so that that's all it takes. <laughs> Somehow he produces a sword. <laughs> no, he, takes it, he takes it off one of the guys in the parade. Well, oh, no, no, horse. Well, no, Dolph does that. I forget where Kerry Tagawa is. Yeah, they have, and they're walking around. There's people in this parade walking around with real yeah. samurai swords. <laughs> real fucking samurai with real, with real, with real katanas. And then they have a, a shitty sword fight. Uh, Dolph just shakes off his, his gunshot wound in his shoulder. Well, it's in his <laughs> shoulder. I mean, after a few seconds, you just don't even feel it. Yeah, I mean, that's how real gunshots work. Right? Yeah. yeah. He stops bleeding, too, which is kind of a, it's, he just it's like a lights like a lightsaber. Yeah, he just flex it closed. He flexes blood vessels <laughs> closed. Uh, he fights. He uh, in an anticlimactic fight. Uh, Tagal gets impaled, and then Dolph Lundgren throws him like thirty feet <laughs> into this giant pinwheel that just starts spinning <laughs> and going off and shooting off fireworks for no reason. And then it's it's super gruesome because the whole time. Tagawa was just screaming <laughs> for like 30 seconds, just screaming. He's still alive. Yeah, the fireworks are going off and just spinning around. And then the pinwheel blows up. It explodes. <laughs> for, again, for no reason. <laughs> that was supposed to be the parade big finale. Yeah, yeah. and end scene. <laughs> uh, so this, this was released. Um, it had kind of a small distribution here in the U.S. in theaters, and then it went straight. It was like one of the first straight-to-video movies uh, across seas and most places in the U.S., so it never made its money back, as far as I knew. Uh, obviously, Dolph survived <laughs> to go on to do other movies, but this was... Mm-hmm. Uh, this might have killed a, a few careers. Not Tagawa's, I'll tell you that. Yeah. 
So yeah, that is Showdown in Little Tokyo in brief. Okay, so I think I might start a new segment here. Uh, Alex's bush bush bump moment. (sighs) (laughs) Which actually, I'd never eaten a bite of sushi, but this this scene actually got me interested. Where they go into a sushi bar to question some guy. And then all of a sudden, there's a naked blonde white lady just laying perfectly flat on the table and these Japanese businessmen are just eating sushi off of this naked lady. Yep, that's a real thing. Yeah. Sushi on the raw. And then, in a a twist, (laughs) uh, Brandon Lee's character, like, raw fish, I don't know, I I don't touch that stuff. Like, right before they go into the bar, once he sees that, he's like, you know, the whole thing about raw fish, I might reconsider it. Yep. (laughs) And I sure did. Bush bump. (laughs) <laughs> there, there are all kinds of boobies in this movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> as gay as this movie is, yes, there is the, a lot of boobs. They tried to balance out the, the overwhelming homoeroticism by having some work. naked women. Yeah, it didn't work, but they tried. <laughs> <laughs> didn't that same scene happen in the other movie you guys were just talking about, the Sean Connery, Wesley Snipes movie? Sort of. Uh, the, the villain in this one, who is a big role in the other one, is eating sushi off a naked woman, but it's not yeah. quite like she's not. It's it's not like at a restaurant or anything like that. It's just kind of in private. Oh, okay. She's a hooker. Yeah, hooker <laughs> eating sushi off a girl. That was the main point. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> it's roughly the same thing. <laughs> and then he pours tea. Out. Anyways, uh, this mm-hmm. is yeah the <laughs> continuing the grand tradition of how white people can do anything if they. Are trained from an early age <laughs> by by somebody foreign. Yeah, usually, hope, hopefully, some kind of. And th- th- throughout the whole movie, it's it's super confusing what kind of discipline he's actually supposed to be following. And so we talked about the the shirtlessness in this movie. <laughs> Dolph, for no reason, before the final fight, basically strips down to the waist. Like, there's no reason. He he has this super weird karate samurai kung fu gi thing that's like a vest and pants and then he takes out the vest so he can be shirtless for the final battle and he's got the stupidest headband ever <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty dumb uh, it uh, he, go out and watch this movie people if you have not I know we spoiled a lot of it if you, if you stuck around even after our initial spoiler warning even after this yeah, I don't it's, think we spoiled the movie it's still worth watching <laughs> yeah it is uh and for no reason, just to see Dolph mumble his way through a movie, mm-hmm. uh, it's always it's always entertaining. We didn't I talk about the, the second '80s uh, feat of strength here when they uh, Brandon Lee and uh, Dolph tag teamed because they were in a car that was about to get put through uh, a shredder, and they crushed the roof so that they couldn't get out. So what did they do? Brandon Lee puts his legs up on the of the ceiling of the of the car, and uh, Dolph Lundgren just pushes it up with his arms, mm. and they push it up straight, and they get out of the car right before it hits the shredder. Yeah, there's a whole big sequence where the villains, rather than just killing them, plans an elaborate death. Mm-hmm. Yep. Classic movie stuff, there. Right, Jeff. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, off the record, Jeff. I gotta give you some homework assignments. Every time one of us mentions like a movie that you haven't seen for the next episode, you have to at least read the wiki. Nope. <laughs> uh, I tried to watch it. It wasn't on Netflix, so there it's as far as I'm gonna go. <laughs> and stop picking animation movies, and you won't have a problem. Except for this one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Come on, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. We got five. We've got between me and Alex. We've got like ten kids to feed. Yeah, seriously. All right, that's all I got on this. Alex, anything else? Uh, we already did my segment on right. bush bumps. <laughs> bush bump theater. Yeah. <laughs> this week on bush bump theater. Theater. All right, it's time for Neum News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. I got nothing. No, I'm just kidding. I got a couple things. Um, 
the new Star Wars posters came out. I guess each character has his own poster with a weapon in front of their eye. No, no Luke though, right? No, I don't think so. There, yeah, he's totally out of all this promotional stuff. So, mm. what if they just? What if they just? Yeah, George Lucas did. <laughs> what? Lucas like basically did nothing to do with Hamill. <laughs> he was done. Like, it was, we, I always felt like Mark Hamill got like cut out of everything after movies were made. Maybe that's just me. I th- well. Come on. I think maybe they're just hiding him from the spotlight so that no, he's I'm sure. bigger I'm sure. in the movie. Because I can't wait. Because he was in the trailer. You saw his metal hand. Awesome. Maybe. Saw a metal hand. Could have been Destro's. He did the... Yeah. <laughs> no, he's got a metal head. Uh-oh. <laughs> he has the, the old um, voiceover. Oh, so cool. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, the... I wonder what the whole significance is, though, with the whole right eye being covered, though. Mmm. Pirates. <laughs> Somebody's going to lose an eye. Somebody, an important character, is missing a right eye. Threepio. He got his eyes bitten out by <laughs> Salacious Crumb. Maybe the the Sith Lord, <laughs> Rilo Ken. Was it Kylo Ren? Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. <laughs> Kylo Ren. Maybe that's what he finds an eyeball. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, frequent uh, superstar guest Matt just sent us a picture before we started, and it's a <laughs> Porkins with a like a, a hoagie, hoagie over his eye. Pretty <laughs> 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 hilarious. <laughs> we'll uh, add it to our Facebook so no one can see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, fans. <laughs> The other Star Wars news I have, I guess Disney is quietly trying to remove all toys and memorabilia and posters of Slave Leia. It doesn't really quite fit in with the Disney princess theme, so there's rumors that they're kind of slowly, you'll never find a toy again. F that noise. <laughs> so get them while you can, kids, because yeah. those might be collectible. <laughs> I just saw some on Barnes & Noble. Well, there you so. go. But, Scott, give me a discount. So, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, like I said, how accurate it is. It's the rumor. Um, and the only other news I have is that um, I guess the Warcraft trailer came out. I didn't see it, but I've heard mixed reviews. And have you guys seen it? I as saw. Long as they have giant shoulders and hands. I'm good. <laughs> I saw a 15 second teaser, so I've I've yet to see anything. So. Okay. Yeah, me either. I am forward to this or not. I'm mostly indifferent. Mm-hmm. I I mean if, if it's if it's good, cool, because I'm always up for a good fantasy movie, and most of the time fantasy movies suck. So I'm hoping it'll be good. So in this movie, they're making the orc CG and the people live action, or the the man humans, or is it all live action, or is it all CG? I don't know. I th- like I thought they were gonna do a thing where they had the people act and then just CG over them. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I thought. I thought initially, yeah, I, like all their cutscenes. Just make a movie with the cutscene animation, and you'll be pretty good, I think. I don't know. And um, that's it, I guess. The only thing I has a uh, big movie this weekend is James Bond Spectre. Um, I guess it's already out in England. The reviews are coming back that it's not as good as the last one, but it's still pretty good. I guess it's kind of the things that we're hearing from across the pond. Mm. Oi. So, but I'm sure I, I'll, I'll go see it. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, I'm I'm a big Bond fan. So, so. I'll get out to the theaters right now. <laughs> and that's my news, Alex. Uh, I got three tidbits today. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I already forgot one of them. So you have two but, tidbits. Yeah, I got two tidbits. Uh. Those are called Let's see, a, quick, a quick review on a terrible show that I love. Hawaii Five O. Oh. The reboot of Hawaii Five O. I'm actually really enjoying the show. You know the throwback uh, cop series or the cop series back in the uh, 70s, like 60s, Hawaii Five O, like Hawaii Five O, <laughs> where there's. You know, a bunch of cops doing stupid shit, and it's like, dude, real cops wouldn't do this, right? And then the reboots of those shows try to 
you know, liven it up and make it more real and, and gritty and stuff. This show doesn't do that. <laughs> it's true to the 60s Hawaii Five-0 where everybody just does ridiculous, stupid shit that real cops would never do. Like uh, Steve Garrett. The, the main I, sorry, guy. I was gonna make a bad joke. Like, say, befriend a black man. <laughs> Whoa, topical. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Steve McGarry was about to apprehend some guy. He tackles him on the sand, and all he has to do is pull his gun out of his holster and say, "Freeze! You're under arrest!" and then cuff him and everything. He does. He didn't even pull out his gun. He just proceeds to beat the shit out of him. With, like, some flashy-ass kung fu. That sounds... Well, except for the kung fu part, that sounds actually pretty realistic. Yeah, I was oh, going to say, but <laughs> videos lately where that's exactly what they do. Uh, it was another white guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's fictional. <laughs> Does uh, it have uh, the same uh, theme song? Oh, yeah. Okay. All I know about... Scott Conn is in the show. His dad exactly. was a better actor than him. Yeah, but the Scott Conner still—he's at home in the show. It, let's just say that. Oh, I like him. He, he was good in like the Ocean's movies, and he was an entourage for a little bit. And he brings that energy towards him where every, he's like he plays off everybody very, very well. So he—he's one of the best parts. Um, All I know about that show is that it's Grace Park. So oh, it's probably. Hell. It's probably always worth watch for no other reason. Jeebus H. She's a Cylon. <sighs> a sexy one. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. You'd I only know that if you watched the first episode. Or... <laughs> 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 also, you know how uh, some of these modern shows are sneaking in, like, product shots of their phones and cars and stuff? Sure. And, mo- and most of the times, you're like... Oh, hey, what do you got there? Oh, it's this new app on my Windows phone. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, okay. And they dismiss it because they try to sneak it in. Hawaii Five O is proud of that shit. They don't even go. They don't even walk around or anything. They don't try to hide it. They're like, you know what? I like to relieve stress. What's that? Listen to some sweet tunes. Okay, let me sync up my to- my playlist from my Windows phone. Right? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is one step below uh, Wayne's World. Little, hope. yellow, <laughs> different. For All right, that, so I got two, two follow-ups to your stories. Uh-huh. First one, have you guys ever met someone whose profession is detective? No. Oh, I wish. Isn't that kind of weird? There's so many movies, or, or movies, but TV shows about a profession that I mean, everyone knows doctors and lawyers and teachers and police, regular policemen and firemen, but I've never met anyone who's ever met a detective. I don't think this profession exists. I think it's totally... This must must be really antisocial. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're out doing their job. They can't socialize. Yeah, they either hang out with other detectives or they're in a bar. It's pretty much what um, (laughs) movies have... Or they're on the the tick. Yeah. Yeah, man. cops. I don't know, I just think it's funny because there's so much content generated by this profession and I've never met anybody who's met a detective, so mm-hmm. let alone a caped one. Um and then the other one was of, of those old like seventies, eighties that cop shows, which are guy which are guys' favorite? Uh, Dragnet. I kinda grew up on, on that one. Mm, Dragnet was good. Also, Isn't Dragnet before that though? When did Dragnet come out? That was in the sixties. Yeah. I think it had a few seasons in black and white, right? Or were they all color? Yeah. I don't know. Ask Scott. Uh I think it's I think they were in color. I think they were all in color. Could be wrong about that though. It's another Nick and Knight. Yeah. Callback. Yeah, but what were like the seventies, eighties ones, like Chips and Adam twelve or whatever and uh hmm. What was the William Shatner one? That's Adam Twelve, right? T.J. Hooker. Yeah, oh, yeah T.J. Hooker. I'm Hooker. <laughs> Magnum P.I. kind of. Uh, I, 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 I would if if Magnum P.I. counts, I would go with that one. I would go with the A Team personally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
Batman. I think I probably favorite. watched Chips the most as a kid because it was on during the afternoon, like the reruns or whatever. So that's probably the one I watched the most. Batman all the way. Batman. SWAT. <laughs> oh, that's that's the best theme song, man. Then then it. That was that So that counts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Hawaii Five O. If you like a show that's so bad that it comes back around to being good, kind of, Hawaii Five O. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. And then my other tidbit, my last one, on a very personal note, the uh, the personal he what? on a personal note. Oh, you said loat. <laughs> well, yeah. The book series His Dark Materials, the first one of which is called The Golden Compass. It's going to be rebooted by the BBC. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. Without all that Hollywood bullshit bonging yeah, it down, yeah, it's that, going to be good. None of that crappy Daniel Craig. Whatever was that guy ever done. <laughs> and shitty video games made out of it. Yeah, horrible video games. Hey, screw you guys. <laughs> Daniel Craig had done Layer Cake and then this. And then he was doing Bond. As we were making the game. But anyways. Yeah, BBC is taking over. Uh, they're going to do... It's going to be done by the uh, Bad Wolf production company. So, it's got to be good. What have they done? Doctor Who's. Okay. I've never watched an episode of Doctor Who for a good... Oh, you should. It's good. There's yeah. like 800,000 episodes of that, so... Well, just start with David Eklipson. You're making up stuff now. You just made up a name. I took a page from your book, Scott. <laughs> yeah. I get shit for not seeing Big Trouble in Little Tokyo, and you haven't seen Doctor Who, and there's 8,000 episodes. Not even a single episode. I don't like it personally, but I have at least seen it. I, well, that's what – okay, so the thing, the thing with Doctor Who, it's not it's not one of those shows where I, I sit down and think to myself, okay, I need to watch this eventually. Like, I have no interest in watching Doctor Who. <laughs> Well, I have no interest in watching Dolph Lundgren and a bunch of beefy dudes talk about their dicks, so... <laughs> You're missing out, Jeff. You don't? Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm weird. But yeah, that's my news. All Golden right. Compass, go watch it when it comes on air. BBC on Man. air? On the air everywhere. Mm-hmm. Scott, go. Uh, more Blizzard stuff. I talked a little bit about this last week, but... Overwatch... <laughs> Overwatch is good. I I reiterate, it is good. Overwatch is good. Overwatch is good. Good. Uh, and then, to tie everything back together, uh, Dolph Lundgren is tapped to star, and this might already be done shooting, uh, star in Kindergarten Cop 2. Yes! Dude! I don't think there's a subtitle yet. But yeah, Dolph will be playing the the role made famous by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is it like two O? Is it T O O? Is that funny? It's just it's just the number two. So kindergarten cop two. It's potty time. There you go. I I can only imagine that it's going to be very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then finally, the I don't know if it came out today or the last couple of days, but the Kung Fu Panda three trailer. Uh, I bring this up because I know how much Jeff loves animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love me some Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, I, I, I really, yeah, I enjoyed, I, I really, really liked the first movie. Uh, second one was okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm between the two of them. I'm looking forward to the third one. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants to check that out, the Kung Fu Panda 3 trailer is, is out there. And that is my news. So. Cranston. Cranston plays a dad. He does. So if nobody has anything else, uh, we will get to this week's Star Wars list, which yep, was our, which was our top five, yeah, yeah, our top five ships from Star Wars. Ships slash vehicles slash vehicles. I did ships. So anything you said vehicles. I did. I did say vehicles. Yeah. Uh, so right. hopefully this Go will be it. a little more. We'll have a little more variation than. Than Alex's weapons. Uh, Probably not. Yeah. Alright, so. Um, Scott. My number five. The Adats. 
Nice. Uh, it was super cool, wildly impractical, but still super cool. <laughs> I, I can see the intimidation factor, though, when you have this giant thing like kind of barreling down on you. Like, normal infantry fire doesn't seem to do much against it. Uh, just cool, cool concept, though, even if it doesn't seem, like I said, practical. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, what's your number five? My number five is the mention of the T-16 Skyhopper. The mention? Well, it is a ship, but they only even talk about it. Wait, isn't that I a sand speeder? No, that's not a sand speeder. Really? I thought that's all. No, you know the when C three PO is getting his oil bath. Mm-hmm. Luke is playing with like a little toy model. That's mm-hmm. that's the T sixteen Skyhopper. Oh, so when Luke it was no sand. so when Luke's taking a bath, he's playing with the ships, and that's one of them. Yep, got it. Just like in Pee Wee Herman. All right. And then a big brown shark came. <laughs> Jeff, what's your number five? Star Destroyer. All classes. Super Star Destroyer, regular Star Destroyer. Categorize them all. Less long range at Destroyer. Um, they just kind of, I don't know, they're, they're the signal of evil. And you know, whenever you see them, you always hear the cool music. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah. I, do, I do like that now that episode seven's coming that we actually get some real scale onto how big those things actually are yeah like i never realized how massive they actually were until i saw the trailer for well force awakens when the when the millennium falcon was attached to the bridge of one of them I, but still it's not quite the same well at least for me i'm not gonna say that you didn't know but for me yeah. oh I, you didn't know so well, the one thing is the Super Star Destroyer is massive. Like, when it casts a shadow on all the other Star Destroyers in yeah. the Century yeah. of Empire. The only thing bigger is, uh, yeah, Death Star. Yeah. And that's the one thing is, which, if you note, if you watch, it's, they portray it as so big, but when it crashes into the Death Star at the end, it looks so small because special effects are crappy and, like... Well, it's supposed to be the size of a moon, so <laughs> I hope it would be dwarfed. <laughs> yeah. No, but still, it's... Because they can't miniaturize fire, right? So when the flames hit, they, they immediately engulf the whole thing instantly, as opposed to where it would take a while, right, to travel up that length. Right, right. right. Yeah. I think yeah. it's like supposed to be 14 miles long or something. So that's just one thing that's always bugged me, but whatever. It's pretty damn long. Okay. So, uh, Jeff, what's your number four? We'll go snake draft here. The speeder bikes they use on indoor. Okay. Basically the... The motorcycles of uh, Star Wars. This this seems like a perfect way to murder yourself. <laughs> well, in a forest, yes. Yes, in a forest, like unless you have the force. Yeah, you uh, need Jedi. Riding one of those things does not seem like a good idea. At least not a top speed. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. But they were awesome. The whole the sound. Uh, most of these things is the sound. I guess the Star Wars story doesn't have any sound, but the rest of my. On here, I have really cool sounds, and that one uh, definitely has it. And yeah, awesome moments from the, the the way they're used in the movie. And that's it. You got to see your two two heroes on one, and a couple stormtroopers, and an Ewok. So everyone gets the ride. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good thing those vines were there. <laughs> my my number four was uh, or is a Vader's modified Tie Fighter. Uh, so yeah, you can. Little sleeker looking, um, and he he turns all the little knobs and dials. <laughs> he knows what the fuck they do. Well, part of it's like for targeting, but he's like got his own customized. And I always thought that was cool, and the fact that it's Vader's. If he was that strong in the force, he wouldn't need all that stuff. He'd just turn off his targeting computer. He's more machine than man now. No, that's true. Well, he was just turning the tuning in the radio. I think that's all he did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and mostly just because it's Vader's. Uh, and it took a hit too. It's like the only, <laughs> it's the only uh, Tie Fighter that actually took a hit and didn't explode instantaneously. Well, it's got shields, so right. Yeah, right. Well, the shields didn't help the other ones. Yeah. What? No, regular Tie Fighters don't have shields. Oh. Yeah. Too much weight. Uh, Alex, your number four. My number four is Luke's speeder. Du, du, du. So that's yeah, the sand speeder, speeder. I thought. Du, du, du. Yeah, that's the sand speeder okay. you thought. Just put some Vaseline on the lens, you got yourself a speeder. <laughs> <laughs> Might be our little R2 unit. Hit the accelerator! 
awesome. Yeah, that's always a cool one. It's like the first, I guess not the first one since you see Princess Leia. It's the first like surface vehicle you see. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, they don't have tires. Shit. <laughs> All right, Alex, you're number three. My number three is A-Wing because Ooh. A is in the title. Ooh. And they're light, speedy crafts. I always liked using them in the uh, TIE Fighter games. Or in the Star Wars ship games. The old ones. Yeah, I would say, like, from the movie perspective, they were kind of always my like my least favorite, but in the game itself, they were always the best, because they were so fast. Yeah, super fucking fast. And yeah. They didn't have, they couldn't carry missiles or anything, but you'd still wreck fools with those things. Yeah. That's funny that you mentioned that. From the movie, I thought, yeah, whatever. But the game, you're like, oh, A-Wings are the best. <laughs> and A-Wing took out a Super Star Destroyer, so. Yeah. All right, Jeff, you're three. Uh, my three is uh, just the regular TIE Fighter. Um, they just It's the sound. It's, to me, it's the second best sound in Star Wars behind the lightsaber. Mm. So, that's what these latest trailers, too. They put that sound in there. Ah, oh, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> the look of them. Um, they're, they're weak, definitely, but just the look and just, you know. But here was just numbers and maneuverability. Yeah. Um, just swarm. So cool. Yeah. I don't, the Vader ship was cool because it's Vader's, I didn't really like it. The TIE Interceptors are cool too, and that's mainly, I think, because of the video game again, Alex, for the same yeah. reason. <laughs> they're the super fast ones, and they have some shields, but it's the regular TIE Fighter. Old school TIE Fighter. Mm-hmm. Okay. My what does TIE stand for? Uh, something intercepting something. What Alex said. All three of those words were incorrect. Oh. <laughs> Twin ion engine. Oh, that's right. Uh, Fuck. Nerds! Scott. Okay, my number three would be Slave One. Boba Fett ship. It's I thought you were going to say Slave Leia. Yeah, uh, that's too. probably a pretty good ride, too. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, Slave One, awesome ship. It's Boba Fett's. That's pretty much all you need to know. It does the the cool thing when it lands, where it flips over. It's got a cargo hold. Yeah. So. Uh, cool. Scott, you're number two. No. All right, my number two uh, <laughs> is uh, Jedi mind trick on yeah. you right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, actually. Want to say one more thing about Star Wars when we're done here that actually has to do with Jedi mind tricks. But uh, my number two is the X-wing, and and following Jeff's Tie Fighter, what does the X stand for? <laughs> X X of the wing. I have the shape. I'm assuming. Yeah, so so the X-wing. I always thought the X-wings were just fucking awesome. Uh, they're clearly like the better ship one on one against the Tie Fighters. Uh, and you know the the good guy ship. And Luke has his with uh, with R two in it, and yeah, they could hold the dash drum X in them. And just I love the X wings. All right, Jeff, you're two. Yeah, we just to go back on that. So you said that I wish the prequels would explain a little bit more. So like, so those are the Empire ships, basically, right? Like you see, like Anakin and Obi Wan flying versions, like you know, of X wings. Right? And then, mm-hmm. okay, the Empire happens and this rebellion, blah, blah, blah. And then, how come all of a sudden the good guys have those and the bad guys are now doing TIE Fighters type stuff? I've always figured because the engineers defected over to the rebellion. I, I think the the Empire would have had access to at least something similar to the X-Wing. But they chose not to use it because they don't care if the Stormtroopers die. It's probably just way cheaper and more efficient for them to just keep pumping out the, the TIE Fighters. That too. Then they fired the engineers, and then they went over to the Rebellion. Yes. And then also, like, they... Free Enterprise. The, yeah. the Empire is all about, like, uniformity. So they want everything to look the same. And they so. want everybody to wear ties. Yes. So, yeah. So they just <laughs> stuck with the TIE Fighters. <laughs> take up, okay. TIE Fighters take up less space. They probably take up less resources to the power, all that jazz. Yeah, no shields. I mean, yeah, no shields. You don't have to buy batteries for those things. <laughs> That'd be one explanation. Uh, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that. I mean, I guess. Like, I don't think they did not have access to something like that, though. Right. But they really I'm just saying to. 
they showed the progression of them like X-Wings. They never really showed a progression of a TIE fighter. But now that I'm thinking about it, isn't the ship kind of a half TIE fighter, half X-Wing anyway? That like Obi, Obi, Obi Kenobi, what is it? Obi-Wan and um, <laughs> Anakin are flying. I don't remember those prequels. I don't care. Anyway. A little bit. <laughs> they're that, across I, between a lot of stuff. They're they're flying stuff like kind of A-Wings at one point. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So my number two is the At-At. Um, love those things. Yeah, they're not practical, but they're freaking awesome. <laughs> big old it's walking metal dinosaurs. Um, like I said, when I played the beta of the video game the other day, that was the best part. All of a sudden, I was driving an at at, and it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so cool! I still there? sorry, but like the that stop animation or whatever you call it, stop motion is so good on those things. You still it is really good. I still can't tell. I mean, it's like I look at it and I'm like. <laughs> Fuck, that's good. <laughs> and even I know people get upset. Like, there's little stupid stuff, like when they, uh, I think when Luke blows up the one from the inside, and the leg kind of kicks out to the side, like it's a dog or something. Like that's awesome. <laughs> I would never do that. Like, screw you. How do you know? I know. Where's your ad at? Did you pilot it? Exactly. <laughs> I'm hoping they bring them back in some form in the the new movies. Um. I think someone said if you look at one of those b- photos where they have the entire like army, bad guy army, you can see some in the background. But I looked, I didn't see them. I don't know. All right, Alex. My number two is actually the pod racers. I thought those those things had some really cool designs, mm-hmm. and I'm a sucker for like uh, racing stuff. Whenever. There's a racing scene or a racing movie or everything. I always love looking at all the different cars and they match the personality of the driver and everything. So I'm a sucker for that. Did you have a favorite pod racer? Um, <laughs> I th- I'm gonna go with Sebulba's racer because it had the best. Ah, uh, Poodoo. Yeah, Sebulba's racer was really cool. Sebulba's racer. Some giant engines. Chung, 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 chung. That sound always just stuck with me. There was some. Co- That's probably. Like my favorite part about the the pod race was some of the cool sound effects. The, the mm-hmm. uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. The pod race is terrible, but the only thing the sound effects are awesome in that. Yeah, the pod race is awesome. Tuscan Raider shooting at him. Come on. Plus, I played the arcade game where you actually had the joysticks and to control the engines. That game was a badass. See, the sound effects are good until like one of them crashes and you go, Whoop! like, come on, God. Damn. You're thinking of the. Boomers. I, I know definitely the boomers <laughs> happens, but in <laughs> this, it, a boomer. when the what's his face, the bull crashed it, and it was like, Woo! oh god damn it! You know, like Ben Burt had it all done, and then Lucas goes, "No, why don't you put a little like slide whistle in there? I think that old kids will like that." <laughs> what about Yarg? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> forgot about Yarg. Yarg, Yarg. Has, has somebody done the number two yet? We all did. Yeah. I, I have a feeling we're all going to have the same number one here. Uh, nope, because I avoided all the popular ones. Because what? I knew everybody was going to pick them. Right, well, I bet Jeff and I have the same number one. Uh, if you have that little stupid squicking dinosaur from uh third one, then you're right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, Alex, what's your number one? My number one is a TIE Fighter. Ooh. The basic TIE Fighter, again, because the sound effects are just so iconic and awesome. Okay. And no shields. Pilots gotta be man. They gotta have balls. Pilot a Tie Fighter. Well, they're they're all. Well, they. So I'm wondering how they're gonna establish in the Force Awakens how they got people to join up. Now that they weren't clones, do they just recruit normally? That's true. Cause Finn, he's, he's wearing a Stormtrooper outfit. What the hell's he doing? Yeah. So I think they're starting to answer those clone questions and they're not even by the time you get to a new hope they're not all clones anymore okay yeah some of these books that are coming out now and i think maybe even that tv show rebels they're starting to talk about how they're not all clones okay so that's good to know so then they can go back and revert all the sound the talking and all that bullshit boy <laughs> oh and they didn't change the stormtroopers voices they only changed boba fett's voice right yeah okay all right jeff you're number one um the Aluminum Falcon. What the hell's an Aluminum Falcon? 
Gotta pick it. It's the best ship. It's also my number one. So. Yes, I, I assumed. It's Alex's number one, too. He's just being hipster. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to have, you know. I understand. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> but it's the best ship ever. It it's is. the Kessel Run unless in eight parsecs. I don't know if you knew that or not. Twelve parsecs. Come on. Whatever. What the hell is a parsec? <laughs> what the hell is an aluminum falcon? Yeah. <laughs> the, so, yeah, it's in my, my favorite scene out of all the movies when the, the Millennium Falcon comes flying in out of the sun to save Luke's ass. Uh, that That is my, like, favorite shot out of, yeah, the entire... Yeah, septum or whatever it is now. So, yep, the shape is classic. Um, I guess uh, what was it? I was just listening. Uh, it was a Ralph Macquarie thing, right? And he was saying he made a spaceship that was more machine c- than man. <laughs> more, you know, like typical like cigar shape or something. And a movie came out that took that and they go, oh, no, we can't make it look like that. And then he was having pizza basically. And that's how he came up with the design of <laughs> William Falcon. Yeah. Which seems kind of weird considering, you know, spaceship flying saucer. It's not too far of a leap from that, but that's how Pac-Man was made too. Pizza. <laughs> but it, it actually plays like a pivotal role in the overall plot too. Like you could make an argument that it's the only vehicle that really does. Uh, it's got smuggling compartments. It's almost compartments, like its own yeah. character. Yeah, it's got the smuggling compartments. It's the fastest ship in the galaxy. She's the yeah. fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy. It doesn't yeah. work half the time. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't work half the time. Still been it's, it's, it was it was uh, Han's link to Lando. Um, so yeah, all hey, kinds of things. What have you done to my ship? Yeah. Your ship? Hey. So, yeah. I, I love me some Millennium Falcon. So it's got to be the most famous vehicle in all of movies. It's Enterprise, Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I know. I'm not ranking these. I'm just naming famous ships. Why is it vehicles? You don't have to live in the ships. I mean, yeah, but spaceships, yeah, there's two. It's the Enterprise and Millennium Falcon. But if you go to, like, all vehicles, like the Batmobile. 18 Van. (laughs) No. (laughs) Wonder Woman's Woman's Invisible Jet. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's looking sweet in the new movie. Anyway, yes, Millennium Falcon. And I'm, we're all, I guess we're all glad that it's back, and there's a reason why it's been in every single trailer. Everyone loves it. Yes, it's true. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I have a feeling we'll probably see the end of it in one of these movies. Just my gut reaction, along with maybe its pilot at some point. But uh, Chewbacca? Uh, <laughs> no! He just got brought back to life! <laughs> I don't think Chewbacca's going to die. I, I think Han Solo will die at some point. He'll probably They're all going to die. Yeah, that Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, still, he'll probably still be hanging around that loser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I guess we're done here. So it's my turn to pick up the episode. Oh, for oh, so, sorry, real quick, no. Jeff. Uh, did you guys <laughs> – have you guys read the whole Jar Jar is actually a Sith Lord thing? Yes. <laughs> He's actually Kylo Ren? No. Oh. He is. But – <laughs> there's this whole thing online. There's there's a Reddit post. Uh, there's a couple videos uh, that basically Jar Jar is not the bumbling idiot that he pretends to be. He's actually the mastermind behind it all, uh, and it's actually pretty funny because it actually fits. Uh, so if anybody wants a good read, just look up Jar Jar Sith Lord. I believe so, it. I don't know if it was because of that, but then on on Cracked, I think today they had. Two storylines that merged yet seem like, you know, of course they're not, but the more you talk about them, they do or whatever. And it's basically that the Joker is actually Tyler Durden. <laughs> yeah, I read that today. Oh, that <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> that and that would sense. explain his scars and he'd be put in asylum and just everything. He knows how to group people together and go do random shit. And yeah. it's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. All right. That wraps up this episode. Before we leave next week. So we're going to talk about the show Arrow, at least the first season. Or Arrow! So. Now, have you seen the show? Yes, I've seen oh, it. Okay. <laughs> um, it's not animated, and it's not about Dolph Lundgren. It is so, on the CW, though, so... And it is Star Blonde Guy. Okay. So does Star Wars. I've seen that. Dolph Lundgren. I know. Right. He's blonde. 
Anyway, we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to be talking about uh, Star Wars, and we're going to be talking about, this is just for Alex, because I know he's going to hate it, our favorite... Lightsaber colors? No. Oh. Top five favorite moments of the prequels. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> so, hey, you already said you like pod raisers. You can throw that yeah, one. Yeah, that's no, my number one. I don't see what your problem is, Alex. You wanted to go with the hipster list again. <laughs> exactly. Gosh, Wait, hipsters like the prequels? Yeah, because no one else does. Oh, I hate hipsters. They liked Jar Jar before. It was cool. Uh, he's going to be the shit. He is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, he's everybody. Thanks for nothing, Jim. I might have to like, I might actually have to watch my Blu-rays now. <laughs> Just say like the dialogue. <laughs>